Welcome to KC Corner, episode 22, a little bit later in the week for you guys this week. Hey, happy Friday, bro. Yeah, happy Friday. I like I like doing this on Friday. Yeah. Well, you know, high energy, getting ready for the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> even though we're a little late. You got high energy. I'm not sure I'd describe my life right now as high energy, Brooks. But yeah, you're making all the new renovations to your house. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's been a big weeks. week. It has been a big week. We put a roof on and doing a little, put a little paint on, so... Uh, which has been great. And you've had an exciting week. Forget yes, my week. Yes. Your week has been awesome. <laughs> and you've traveled the states. I mean, you've seen some cool things. Yeah, the great plains of Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota. It seems like that's where everybody <laughs> wants to go on summer vacation yeah. these days. When we were talking before, we were asking the guy that lives out there. It's like, yeah, if you ask the right person, they may not even know a pandemic's going on. Oh, that's um, so it was, it was a little bit different there, for sure. But you saw Mount Rushmore. Saw Mount Rushmore. And it wasn't on fire. No it was, wasn't on fire. No, no crazy people down. around. We, we at least went early in the morning, so before the crazies woke up, maybe. So when you got there, were the crazy people around? Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was awesome and something that I've wanted to see for a while. And while we were up there for work, we took a little quick detour. And Did it feel like there. America? Did it feel different? It did, because it, it's secluded. It's in the mountains. It's in a little tiny t- town called Keystone. That huh. When you drive in, the population's 397 people. Wow. Um and we got there kind of late at night and woke up early and, you know, it was really cool. It's yeah, out there. Yeah. You have to make a day out of it, you know, specifically go there. You can't just like drive past it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, did you uh, play a game like what's your Mount Rushmore? Oh, yeah. We were, we were listening it? to our, our favorite Pardon My Take episodes and everything all the way. So okay. they're, they're doing their Mount Rushmores. Doing that. <laughs> that, that that's awesome. <laughs> Was it bigger than you thought, or smaller, or about the same scale? It was the same scale, but it was higher up than I thought. Like it's a huh. pretty big, rocky, like mountain peak up there. So you're kind of you're looking straight up at it for sure. Do you can you go up to it at all? Can you travel up higher? Or you just stay there's down? there's helicopter tours, but we did not take that. Um, okay. I think we got pretty much as close as possible. They're doing some renovations in the park itself, but we got as close as we could, and they have some like binocular things there and. Pretty wow. cool. It was, it was so really cool. cool. So you flew into Omaha, is that right? Flew into Omaha. Where'd you fly out of? Um, we fly. We flew out of Fargo, North no. Dakota. Yeah, man, Fargo. So it's based. It's like right on the border of Minnesota and North Dakota, yeah, Minnesota, home of uh, Carson Wentz. If there's any okay. Eagles fans out there, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, aren't um, wood chippers famous in yes, Fargo? Yes, yes, that is that is that is it. That's oh, exactly man, what they're famous that was, for. That was a weird movie, <laughs> good movie, but you know, one of, and it was definitely the most populated city, but still nothing like Orlando or any other city. Is Fargo North Dakota? <laughs> North Dakota, yeah. Uh, which one do you like better, South or North Dakota? I think I got to go South, just literally just because of Mount Rushmore, and okay, they at least have yeah. a state park with some mountains. North Dakota is just plains. Did you go by the Badlands? Yes, we drove past it. We couldn't go into it. We saw it from a distance, and they did look pretty cool. They look pretty bad? Yeah, they look pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> and we stopped at a restaurant there, kind of in the like, middle of nowhere, but it was very good. Pulled what? pork sandwich. Okay, is that what they had? It was kind of a, it was a barbecue kind barbecue, of Barbecue, yeah, of just southern comfort, but up in the north, so uh, comfort food. <laughs> so southern comfort, that had yeah. nothing to do with alcohol, though. Is that right? No, no, no. This no, is a working alcohol. trip. Yeah, 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 that was just lunch. <laughs> Well, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me. And yeah. I know that our fans have been waiting for this episode Just since dying. Wednesday. You know, M- many breath. texts, many calls, yeah, what's where it is. Exactly. <laughs> have you been affected by COVID-19? <laughs> what's going on? So thank you for waiting, everybody, in Casey Corner World. Welcome back, Brooks. Thank and, you. And uh, welcome to episode 22. 22. Wow. The Taylor Swift episode. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. 22. Yeah. 
incredible. So going back to last Sunday, Father's Day. Father's in Day. In part three oh. of loving the hell out, out of our community. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, great. It's I love the Good Samaritan story. Who doesn't love the Good Samaritan story? You have to. You, know, you got to. And one of the things I tried to do last week, what I meant to say was looking back to say, you know, when you read scripture, oftentimes you put yourself in the story. I mean, that's important. We should put ourselves in the story. But we oftentimes put ourselves in the wrong place in the story. And in a story like that, when Jesus is telling it, uh, and he's telling it really to a expert in the law. I mean, somebody who um, knew a lot about scripture. I mean, knew a lot about religious th- stuff. And yet, uh, told him this story. And you know, when he asked this bogus question of who's my neighbor and, and the brilliance of Jesus's storytelling, no one's ever been better. And how he describes that there was a certain man that was stripped of all of his identity. You couldn't tell who he was and that uh, this Samaritan would come and love on and provide so much for, you know, it's easy to say, okay, am I like the priest in the story? Am I like the Levite in the story? You know, am I like the good Samaritan? But you get the story when you realize I am that certain man that when Jesus found me, I was dead in my trespasses and sins. Mm-hmm. And he and he alone poured out his blood upon me. He, he healed us. He paid a debt that we couldn't pay, that he didn't owe, and that he has given us life. And then go and do likewise. And so until the gospel penetrates our heart that deeply and, and then and we respond out of love and excitement so what i hope to say last week was this is so important and we need to love that certain person that image bearer and mm-hmm. whoever it is and you know it's not like are they worthy of love i think we're living in a time now we're trying to figure out who's worthy who's not worthy whose voice do we listen to um but if they're an image bearer and if they're in need, uh, we as the body of Christ need to move toward them. Mm-hmm. It's important with that helplessness too that he, you know, God reaches out to us. Like we can't do it at all on our own. We we're, we can't call out to him and just do it all on our own through good works or anything or just the sheer want to. You know, it has to be him. It is, it has to be him, and it reminds us. Uh, Brooks and I have been reading a book uh, called Redemption: Accomplished and Applied by John Murray, and it's an old book that. I read back in my seminary days, and Brooks has been on a <laughs> those eight years. It's just as, uh, you know those those short eight years of my life, you know, wise guy. Uh, but anyway, it just reminds us that salvation's of the Lord, and mm-hmm. it's all by His grace and mercy that He came to look for us. It's all by His grace and mercy He provided everything we need for life and life abundantly. We really owe it to Him and His amazing grace for everything. So, yeah, and may that be the motivation in where we live right now is gospel motivation for us to love our neighbor as ourself i love it i love it and so then now the conclusion right of yeah. this series uh, this part is four it. this coming sunday and uh you know paul i'm going to take you to ephesians 2 and paul in ephesians 2 it's it's such a glorious chapter of scripture in verses 1 through 10 he talks about our salvation he reminds us that we were dead in our trespasses and sin made alive in christ jesus that we're saved not because of works, but it's by God's grace through faith and that we are his workmanship. But we're going to be looking at verses 11 through 22. It's right after that. And it talks about what has the gospel done uh, for us, um, kind of not only vertically our relationship with God, but horizontally our relationship with one another and uh, how it's knocked down all that divides us. I mean, in Christ Jesus, really, we're, we're united. We're, we are to be one. Um, no matter who we are, there's a oneness in Christ Jesus. We live in a time right now, Brooks, uh, where people are pulling down statues. They're pulling down 
things that they think that the, this divides us. I mean, this was something that would divide us over the years. And I understand maybe a bit of the sentiment behind that, but the gospel says we're not to go back and pull down man-made monuments. I mean, what we're really to look to is only the, the hands of Christ, the pierced hands of Christ is what we lift up. It's not what we tear down. If we were lifting up the gospel, because that's our only hope. Um, so Paul is amazing that he's going to talk about the Jews and Gentiles. It's kind of like that was the, 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 the Hatfields and McCoys. I mean, these were arch enemies and how the gospel really makes one. And that's that's our hope in all of this is that what do we do as a church? You know, how, what, what do we pull down? What do we need to rearrange? And there's probably some things we got to examine in light of all that's happening in our, our culture right now in our country. But God has given us a formula to unite us, and it's through the blood of Christ and the cross of Christ, and that's what we lift high. Mm -hmm. So that's I still, what I have to say. I still go back to what David Outing said um, in a couple podcasts ago of we have a sin problem. It's not necessarily a racism problem or mm -hmm. anything like that. It's a broken world, and this is showing how you lean on God and to unite us and, you know, going back to we, we can't pull ourselves together, like by being nice to each other, it just can't be done uh, just by us. And as he said, what, what did sin do? According to the Bible, the very first sin, it drove us from God. And mm -hmm. the only way we get rid of a sin problem is if that division between God and man, um, holy God and sinful man is bridged. And that's mm -hmm. what Christ did. But he did more than just that. He also created a bridge for us to each other. And so uh, he dealt with a sin problem. And so because of that reality, um, we now have hope. And that's that, that's where I hope to go Sunday. I can't wait. And, mm -hmm. so, and the series on hope. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> you know, and the series on Jesus. We're going to talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Which, which will be great. So anyway, I know we have a few announcements too. a text went out um, shortly before we started recording about uh, the masks and everything for this Sunday. Well, you know, uh, I'm sure everybody uh, here locally has heard some of the statistics this week and even the last couple of days, they've had the highest number of COVID-19 in the state mm -hmm. of Florida by a good margin. And so, um, so we just felt like the, the, the safest thing we could do to try to love the body of Christ was ask folks to wear masks again, a mask mandatory Sunday. So uh, uh, please wear a mask and come join us. But come join us if you feel comfortable. But if you don't, also, uh, we are going to be streaming. And so if you're not feeling well or you're not uh, up for wearing a mask, still join us. It's important that you join us and that we are the body of Christ. We do gather at least virtually, um, but no nurseries again. Uh, we can't wait till it feels more normal. <laughs> and the leadership team is trying to make every decision of the best way to honor the Lord and to love the sheep that he's given to us. So yeah. uh, don a mask as you head into King's Chapel <laughs> this Sunday. We'll let you know how it is next week, and we're just taking as much precautions as we can. Yeah, I guess I left the right week as these cases start to spike. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you left and everything in the state kind of went in the tank, Brooks. Do not leave anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for good now. Okay, that's <laughs> for good? For no, good, no, maybe no. not. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah. thanks, guys, and we'll see you hopefully this Sunday, and look forward to seeing or hearing about uh, part four. Yeah, and welcome back, Brooks. And remember, everybody, thank you for joining. There's always room for you in the corner. Blessings to y'all. See you guys.